Welcome to episode 162 of the Grip Strip Podcast, the Demo Derby Road Course Edition of the Grip Strip Podcast. My name is Philip Matthew. I'm your host and my co-host, an iRacing Indy 500 champion, a computer genius, a gentleman, and a scholar. His name is Joshua Fine. What's going on, brother? Hey, I'm doing great, Phil, as always. Um, of course, we had a really interesting weekend of racing um, across you know, NASCAR, you know, to an extent, in um, Formula One, and even IMSA at Sebring. And then, of course, got March Madness basketball uh, going on all weekend as well. So, yeah, plenty to go on uh, in racing and just uh, sports in general. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we're working on merch. I, I get what you're doing there because Grid Talk has merch. So Grip Strip has to get merch going eventually. Hopefully sooner rather than later, I'll have some time. We can go and figure that out. But wait for that for all the listeners that actually do get download and all that. We're, we're going to have some Grip Strip and we'll have those sayings kind of like the Brad and Kyle channel uh, for bowling. And um, I'm wearing my Packy shirt for Packy Hanrahan after his first career PBA title last week in Kokomo. And this week they're doing the, uh, what do you call USBC masters. So it's going to be a tough, a week qualifying, trying to get in, um, make the TV show. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, but yeah, NASCAR was at, uh, Coda this week and Tyler Reddick dominated. It was basically him and Will Byron, the whole entire race. And outside of that, there was a lot of destruction and a lot of stupidity. Uh, in the Xfinity race, AJ Allmendinger cleaned out Sheldon Creed and uh, won the Xfinity race to repeat there. And then cried wolf when it happened to him. Uh, then, um, then in the uh, truck series race, it was uh, Zane Smith uh, repeating and Front Row Motorsports continuing their unbeaten streak in the truck series at that racetrack. And he went and as a bonus caught his truck on fire after doing burnouts, uh, which was pretty cool. So not, I don't think it's as cool for Chris Lawson and the whole crew because they're having to repair everything, but he started a fire. So I think that was one of the more interesting things about that truck race. Cause otherwise it's pretty awful. So we'll get into all that at Coda. The roundup is uh, busy. We'll talk about MotoGP and Moto2, which took place at Portimao last week for the season opener, and they'll be in Argentina this week. IndyCar actually is looking at that circuit to possibly go and run a race uh, in the future. The Arizona Nationals, possibly for the last time for the NHRA, uh, saw uh, different uh, winners this past weekend and a first-time winner in Pro Stock. Supercross at Seattle Eli Tomac gets a historic 50th victory uh, to tie uh, James Bubba Stewart for second all-time, or third all-time in wins, I think, or second all-time, you got to check that. Uh, Sao Paulo E. Pri uh, for Formula One, or Formula E, uh, uh, they race there, and they'll have a break going uh, a month or so before they go to Germany for their doubleheader there. We'll preview F2 and F3 at Albert Park. First time they'll ever be there uh, in Australia. And then, if, and with that, you also have the supercars coming back for their second race of the season. Uh, and they'll run four, they'll run four different races during the weekend. So that'll be interesting. We will give you previews and picks of the IndyCar. What is it? XPEL 375 or whatever the hell they're calling it at the, at the, 
dump that is Texas Motor Speedway, and then the Australian Grand Prix preview and picks, which probably I'm not going to be able to see because I'm yep. going to have a busy weekend and it's so late. Cup and Xfinity will be at Richmond, and Trucks will be at Texas as the uh, precursor to the IndyCar race. Josh will let us know all things going on in the world of sim racing, iRacing, and other games uh, since IndyCar's game has been delayed, amongst other things. So kind of uh, getting the IndyCar fan base riled up. When wouldn't it be? And uh, we'll close the deal. So, yeah, we get into the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix at Circuit of the Americas. There was a cast of thousands announcing yesterday. Um, Kurt Busch was the only one that really made sense. Um, he was emotional because he saw his car win. Tyler Reddick led uh, 41 laps, six times for 41 laps, and took the victory. He had to fight off I don't know how many different restarts because of the ridiculousness. Uh, probably that third stage took an a- two hours. I have no idea. I was got in. I went to watch it somewhere, and and the third stage it was okay. And then I knew I knew that the carnage was going to start, and then that just became an abomination. Uh, all these people running over each other. I mean, it's so stupid how people drive anymore. I mean, you can tell some of these guys have no clue and have no business driving a, a cup car the way they drive into each other. But uh, Battle was basically between pole sitter William Byron and outside pole sitter Tyler Reddick. You had nine six six sixty nine of the seventy five laps were led by both of those drivers. William Byron now is in the plus category in playoff points uh, after losing those point a lot of his uh, playoff points from that penalty. Of course, it's pending the uh, appeal here that's coming up later this week, so we'll probably be able to talk about it next week on the show uh we'll get into the results of the race before we go and get into more detail tyler reddick gets to victory uh first victory for uh 2311 uh, as a driver first victory for uh toyota i i believe it's our first victory of the year right or am i wrong i i'm i don't remember them winning because i know chevy yeah because ford won yeah with logano okay that's all right. So I'm all right. Good. Thank you. Kyle Busch, the the driver now of the eight car taking over for Tyler Reddick, finished second. Alex Bowman, third. Uh, Ross Chastain, fourth. William Byron finishes fifth. What could have been is what he's wondering, even though another top five finish. Dude is having the best start of his Cup Series career. Uh, Gumby Sindrick, sixth. Richard gets his first career top 10 on a road course. That is a hellscape. Uh, Chris Christopher Busher, eighth. Keebler Gibbs, ninth. And Todd Gillen gets a top 10 for front row motorsports. Uh, Corey LaJoy continuing his great start to the year, just kind of surviving, finishing 11th. He is on the bump spot right now in the points for the playoffs. So, I mean, obviously it's early in the year, but. Michael McDowell, who I'd picked in one of my pools that I'm in, came back to finish 12th. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that were involved in stuff. I mean, we can get into those things later, but 
the initial takeaway is it was a two-horse race. I think in practice, yeah, definitely. I mean, Ford is pretty uh, evident. Ford stands for the first Reddick on race day. Was, of was course, in a you know, rocket. Uh, Joey Logano it was more um, winning uh, in dominating fashion, very convincing it fashion. And really, it was Billy no uh, other you know, strategy, manufacturer that was going to win that race. Because um, obviously, you know, Ford, they've figured out something with all the super speedways that now in the Atlanta because stage, it's a super speedway now. They came uh, but back. It uh, came back Logano to was, was up there for a, a bunch. Keslowski, um, who's really been a mono, impressive mono fight this year, him finished uh, second and, uh, couldn't and, stop uh, Logano in the last lap. Tyler Reddick led was 47 able to hold laps, up there, so you know, he's leading the turnaround to show for, um, why he is RFK one of the early. Like, you know, this year uh, they've led laps in every race. So right now in the you know, they've uh, done even with a lot in the offseason to definitely improve. Um, through that, the, through that but, penalty, uh, Logano, he um, is, um, you know, he having looked the best like in the his, uh, closing laps, career. the last twenty laps. Right now, he's, the I mean, yes, lane he lost didn't have enough points, strength, but right you know, now compared he's to the twenty-second uh, top points. lane, uh, and, I guess uh, there was enough tire wear uh, only to where Bowman is more stability would be up, up on the top, which I mean, not Kyle really Larson's surprising to be honest. Quiet, of not course, hasn't run, and I don't know if he really said if he's just because you know over time he need. Um, I don't know more grip the on the bottom to be able to hold fair, the bottom, and um, uh, the top you know tends he's to win out in those types points. of battles. He's got two wins, um, so he's locked in either the way. There's grip no is starting to fade rule. away with to be in you know, the, the bottom lane cars. Keselowski had control over the top lane, and he's running well enough. I mean, I think yeah, it was between those two guys, and then we can definitely get into Chris Bell trying to make a move on you know two laps outside of those two guys to get to the inside of Keselowski. It's probably is a different story. Maybe potentially Keslowski um, being the first guy to ever uh, do the winner's interview from the outhouse there. So, um, you know, definitely uh, could have been different there. But, you know, Logano was able to make a move on the last lap and turn one and two and get to the outside of Keslowski and make the pass for the win. So, um, yeah, credit to him for doing that. Um, but like you said, though, it wasn't really all that interesting of a race. I mean, yeah, it was close, like the pack in, in the pictures, um, everybody's close together. Um, they're, you know, you have momentum changing, so you get one lane taking the lead eventually, and then the other lane where it's lower in the inside or the outside taking the lead, uh, later on. So yeah, definitely, um, it was kind of more of that type of racing, you know, similar to the Daytona and Talladega. Um, and certainly, I mean, yeah, as last lap pass, which we've seen before at Atlanta, but um, I think, you know, the Carl Edwards over Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt over Bobby Levante, of course, Harvick over Gordon, which they're calling back to that paint scheme uh, at North Wilkesboro for Kevin Harvick um, in his first ever win in NASCAR, you know, finishes like that. I think we're a lot more cooler to see than uh, this, you know, this type of racing. And um, so, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's the track per se, but it's just the, the package running a super speedway package on a uh, mile and a half oval, I think. It's not the right idea. Um, although they kept it clean for once. It wasn't as a uh, you know, crash fest like last year. So from that end, at least that's one positive uh to take away. Um the only real crashes that happened, obviously uh Chastain and Kevin Harvick got into it uh up front. Um that wasn't I can't really say that was overly aggressive driving. I think, you know, Chastain was trying to give a bump draft and just um I think he got Harvick loose off the spoiler, kind of um, maybe like within an inch or less of touching the rear bumper, and uh, Harvick started to get loose and then uh, spun out and had the big one on the back stretch. Uh, and then, of course, 
Eric Almarola spinning out as well uh, and collecting Kyle Larson up front. Um, you know, they went too long on tires there. So clearly there is a limit with the tires, even if, uh, you know, they're on restrictor plates or tapered spacers, whatever, uh, on a repave track and everything. So it still kind of matters at least. Uh, so, I mean, it was an okay race, but, you know, nothing really exciting to, you know, if you're you know, a real race fan or anything like that. Um, but at least it was clean for the most part. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was interesting and, you know, I, I did place a bet at the beginning of the race or before the race on Keselowski to finish top 10. So put 10 on that and, uh, on, uh, even odds. So got it back. And then in the middle of the race, uh, I decided that I would bet on Ryan Blaney since he just got back in the lead lap and they had him at the live ad odds had him at 4,000. So I was like, well, you know, if you put down 10 there, that's 400. So, uh, thought it, thought it might happen and started to get a little bit nervous as Ryan Blaney got up, up towards the front, uh, and everything. But, um, you, you gotta be in front to be able to win at this track and at Daytona and, uh, you know, Talladega. And, um, unless you try to make a move on the last lap, once you get up to second, it's really hard. Um, you know, if you're not the lead car to be able to take the lead and of course, you know, Penske cars, you know, they're all going to team up, uh, for the most part Although Austin Cindric seems to think otherwise, you know, it seems like him and Ryan Blaney don't quite gel together, but, um, you know, for Blaney to be able to go and win, he would have had to make a three wide move at some point, uh, to be able to get around his teammate and, it's going to be hard to be able to do that unless they got separated and, and, um, you know, he ended up in the top lane or something like that, uh, to be able to get around Logano. But, um, yeah, I mean, it could have been, you know, I can't say it could have been better because, um, you know, it's Atlanta the way it is, but, um, uh, you know, at least we get to see a last lap pass and whatever. And, you know, at least it seems like the fans there enjoyed it. So, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, tough to say, but uh, this is the new Atlanta now, and certainly it's going to be here to stay for a long time. Yeah, and they look like monkeys fucking footballs is what it is. Uh, I mean, great, great stuff there, man. A lot to dive into on my end. I mean, the uh, we brought it up prior to the show we were talking, and I mean, the, the way NASCAR, I mean, I've said this, I don't know how many times on this show, I said it on previous on other shows i've been on nascar they have all these road courses yet they do not know how to go and officiate road course races they do not know what a local yellow is they could have cut i don't know how many yellows out of there just by calling a local yellow they have virtual safety cars in formula one and they're faster vehicles they're they're rocket they're basically upside down airplanes they're rocket ships they have virtual safety cars it's 2023 like i get the bs back in the 90s and the 80s when it was bumble f or whatever but even in the 80s and the 90s they didn't even call the amount of cautions that they did that they do now they just do it just for the sake of doing it i think in a lot of cases yeah yeah and and that was when bob benny and ned would be they'd have They'd have Benny in one part of the track and uh, Ned in one other part. Like when they're at Snoroma, uh, you know, Ned Jarrett would be over there by by the um, hairpin, the the one hairpin, and then Benny would be in the in the suites at the final turn. And they would go and announce, but they had local yellows. They'd let the race work organically. In this day and age in NASCAR, they just want to make it a circus and. I mean, you had Gunther Steiner in there, and even he was uh, perplexed and by it. But then he also was 
one of the team principal of the Red Bull Cup team, I think, or one of the big up guys back in the day. But absolute lack of respect, it's true. I mean, some of these people just absolutely, like Keebler Gibbs is a great example, and he was guilty of a couple of them yesterday at least. I mean, Daniel Suarez lost his mind, tried to run over his own teammate, and then went after Alex Bowman. I mean, to be fair, Alex Bowman's kind of a peckerhead. He he drives like that a lot, and then he does the whole woe is me routine, and um, and you know, and then oh, and then they went after Bubba about it. And now Suarez has gotten pissed too because he's, I mean, he's just kind of a douche anyway, but. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go through a lot of this stuff here. So yeah, Dylan ran over Jimmy Johnson. They didn't even finish a lap. That was, so they were out, uh, Bubba Wallace. It's different things. I think he had a break. He had a oil line come off and then, yeah, yeah. I figured that's exact because then for the Larson zealots who want to complain yeah, about it, by his he did again. the exact same thing and ran over Ty Dillon at Indianapolis because his brakes failed and he just literally T-boned Ty Dillon going into turn one. So it's the exact same thing. Bubba did it, but then in true Bubba fashion, he goes and goes total, goes like full bore into himself and blaming himself when, to be honest, it's it was probably his best road course performance of his career. Uh, I mean, in a cup car for sure. Uh, I don't know. I can't really remember uh, anything he did in a road course in an Xfinity or truck anyway, or maybe they weren't running him as much back then anyway. Uh, but he was so hard on himself, it was pretty bad there. I mean, Connor Daly's car was a piece of shit, so he that was like a start in park. He probably wishes they could have replaced the transmission. He probably would have gotten a top 20 with that piece of garbage. Um, Brad Keselowski had a drive shaft failure, which kind of, like, Josh said it was lap 58, so I think the the scheduled distance was 64 laps, right? Or 68 laps? Okay, so uh, that was with 10 to go in the scheduled distance, and that's when it it went to hell because, one, they don't know what a local yellow is. They keep on doing this. It's a 3.1-mile racetrack. They, don't, they do it at Road America, and it, it's mind-numbing. It's like how the... F- Fuck, do you not have local yellows? How do you not have a virtual safety car system or something where you have you have the goddamn digital screens? You got to go and say, oh, local yellow, slow down in this section so we can go and get the debris and keep the race going. That's, I mean, it's it's freaking 101, uh, racing 101, but it's NASCAR. It's more like WWE. Um, AJ Adderall-Mendinger, uh, he hit some people and then he got wrecked. Uh, Austin Dillon was actually running well on a road course, which was amazing. Uh, but then he got cleaned out. Ryan Priest got absolutely murdered. Um, his whole entire car looked like a cluster and he, I think Keebler Gibbs ran over him. Uh, and then what is it? Al Marola got cleaned out. He got cleaned out a couple of times. Chris Bell uh, was running up front the whole day and then he got cleaned out. Kimi Raikkonen, yeah, Logano, yeah, that's right. Uh, Logano was on an alternate strategy, and it didn't work out. He finished 28th. Kimi Raikkonen, he got spun, I don't know by who, I don't remember, because you can't keep track of all these damn wrecks, because like three-quarters of the field was wrecked. Um, And then Suarez was about to rage and go and get into a Lucha Libre battle with his, he was going to go and do a two-on-one match against freaking Chastain and Bowman, 
uh, weapons, put the mask on the whole bit. He was about to go and do that. Um, Jordan Taylor, the look on his face says it all. The guy had one of the fastest race cars in the whole place. He proved it during Friday and Saturday. And literally on the initial start, that that shit sailed real quick. And he was like, oh, damn, I signed up for the wrong deal here. And it only got worse as it went along. He had a great race car. He he knows he had a great race car, and he was doing the best he could to I mean, learn on the fly. Yeah, it was and the restarts were what got him the same way as with all the other uh, ringers that came in for this race. Uh, yeah, Eric Jones was in the top 10, fell back. I mean, Gagson started in the top 10 and was up there probably, I'm assuming. No, right. I mean, it's Blaney a, had to make up multiple laps because he got destroyed he earlier in the race. To be or he not. did. And, I mean, it's like what you he said. He got destroyed by Larson. I mean, yeah, and what are they Larson do? ends up with uh, the irony is did exactly Larson that, got destroyed uh, by, I mean, by whatever, interesting the 23 never and seen that. Not the him walking out of the park kind of deal. And he finished. We've seen that before. If you go back to the 70s, Bobby Isaac. Uh, Jensen Button it, did well, get a top know, twenty. Don't, I don't know if you knew about this, place, but, so one of know, the better runs for that organization day, like he was, in general. I think he was racing like late models about or something, or it might have been crazy for a Formula One world got champion. Got a sign from God or something fitness. to you know, probably quit tells racing you that day. So wrong with that car. car and no shit. Home or whatever. But I mean, we've been going through That's kind of what I thought of for something like that. You know. Other people just partly cleaned but, out Chase Briscoe. Yeah, yeah I mean that was a pretty out. big move to to do. Park it on the front uh, stretch right Briscoe on the would have done finish it, line, right in front of you know the whole Briscoe world. was running in the uh, top ten and, and, and fell back yeah, late was, in those restarts. I mean, um, the move on NASCAR's part out there. What I was trying to say is just Hamlin. I think got wrecked on dropping parts like that because it's so weird. I feel like you know he's probably seen cars like have issues like that before and they never park. The interstate batteries drive before that so. That's, yeah, that's, that's what part it I'm really be, curious about. Um, and I um, can't confirm it. I'm just trying to look at it. Yeah, I'm trying to go through ago, all But I know that here. they, on, at least on Reddit, I mean, they were saying that kind of just Josh Berry kind of like had the same the issue Dillon, with they benefited. Uh, oh, Richard Bear Bond falling at off or whatever yesterday uh, during the race, but they didn't do anything to him. And it's all because of who drives for versus who Josh Williams drives for. Which, I mean, yeah. Chastain. As usual, can't say along I disagree with, with that. Um, being you know, NASCAR picking and choosing once again, who I mean, that's fine or not fine, or penalized and not penalized. So, look like idiots. yeah, and I mean, the, yep, the notion yep, is exactly. more so, they don't go yeah, fast I mean, enough for it. It was pretty entertaining. I mean, even freaking uh, Antonio Brown was the same caught wind of it on Twitter. It was a total disaster. I think he tweeted out like two emojis or something, and it was there for like 15 minutes. I think he tweeted it or something, but I was like, the idea you had, Josh, about literally when the pace car goes off to go the game that's earlier, better than whatever than you know, having it packed up and doing Bucks, all that New York Jets have game that. a couple years ago uh and then got cut by the team uh the following monday so yeah of course um you know it was a pretty entertaining move yeah. and probably gained a lot of fans from it so not surprising to see that as well um and now he potentially could appear on uh door bumper clear i think and maybe even on actions detrimental so uh should be interesting for um to see what he what else he has to say you know if danny hamlin's going to cover him on the fines or whatever uh if he gets any so be curious to see what comes out of that but yeah i mean that was the most entertaining aspect out of that race uh obviously um yeah, I mean, even if the race were good, I think you know still uh, would yeah, have been the most would, entertaining thing that, that would happen definitely help. In that one, 
Um, but on the other courses, for I think sure. the other part of it is you know Austin Hill. Obviously, he's won on the three oval. out of the first five, which yeah, right now is pretty because dominating. Because I was thinking about it. Remember, restarts you know, the last couple of years in Xfinity, and um, also we've seen multiple drivers be dominant throughout the year. Not throwing cautions uh, for stages. Now, I think they can't 20, do it on those big obviously, tracks battle because they need Cindric to bring them back together. Like Michigan, Pocono, which you know is pretty interesting. So I think that wouldn't be such a bad idea because then the strategy would really come back into it. Cindric the year before in 2020. Um, I think maybe then, you know, doing last it year with, at North Wilkesboro uh, for Gregson the All-Star and Ty Gibbs race going at it throughout the whole year trading victories. So um, it's to kind early of on and yeah, he's, it, uh, that's usually you know, where showing he's here to ideas. dominate and everything. Um, uh, but let's, it would be let's great wait and at see this weekend because um, a couple then more months tire, see how many other drivers wear, put their names in the win column fuel everything come back into it. It's going to be a you know, like pretty competitive year uh, for track generally uh, multiple drivers for and everything. Years. So, whether uh, it's yeah, the car, the, the looking weights, forward to seeing the how pavement, the season whatever, plays out in that storyline. I think um, the new but, uh, aero gotta give, setup uh, will Parker help. Clearman a lot of credit for not crashing. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it's Austin just, Hill, you know, coming I mean, in the checkered flag. I see it runs the outside. And then, you know, for whatever reason, Dale Hamrick drifted up into his left rear fender. And then. I'll uh, work in Parker in the, was about in the to hook booth uh, during Austin the race. Hill in the right and rear and somehow say, just managed to keep up, it off I'll, of him. I'll work with somebody. I, or, I, I, I mean, still make contact, but people. he's we able to somehow lessen the amount of contact to where you have warning and, lights or whatever um, not take on out a local Austin yellow. Hill, which, you um, have to right, slow down in that area. A lot of thinking, a lot of talent to be able to do that. You wipe themselves out when you see those kind of impacts. You know, both of them go straight back into the wall. So definitely give Parker clear man the rider to make sure that they're stable to, and they can get um, them off crash the, track. Uh, the leader on the last they lap do it in live in the race you literally know, have to roll uh, through had the, the best race you know who was the, the most deserving you do winner, in NASCAR unless uh, you're come just out of trying that. to make it as and the of course Parker Clearman I mean, comes across literally fourth, what it is uh sideways or backwards at least so the points good finish still for him and everything but the race here Austin Hill comes out and wins the race so retakes the points lead a lot of cautions in this one too 13 so from Joey Logano he has a 19 point edge on Kyle Busch uh, well, yeah, Josh Berry and uh, Joey Logano was third. Uh, all guy, and then all guy, you know, pretty much said Christopher what Bell we said earlier with you know, how they Blaney basically uh, ruined Atlanta. Um, Gumby and is the package and everything. Truax, the super speedway style racing Mayetta, New that we see at this track. And Brad Keselowski, Tyler Reddick with his you know, win, traditional fans um, moves up five positions what real racing is about. Is tied with um, Danny said, Hamlin as car or, you know, owner. They've been thinking uh, about Atlanta. Eleven, Matt Weaver probably thinks about how they uh, have Atlanta. Busher, Suarez, and Corey LaJoy is the bump there because but, um, yeah, William Byron kind of curious why two races this year. Tried so to make that move on that's the I'm trying to one, two, three, four, yeah, six. So those are the drivers right now that are yeah, I mean, in the six okay race and. Right on the outside really is uh, Alex Bowman. He's 13 watching points basketball, behind Corey LaJoy, um, Michael kind of McDowell, back 14 and forth points. Between it, so I didn't really and, see too uh, much of it. But yeah, I did, Keebler see, is I did not see the uh, Josh Williams thing behind. live. I think I saw that on Twitter. So, but, um, um, the uh, other stuff, the, three positions the finish I did see. So, with his DNF, Almendinger yeah, uh, lost three spots. Uh, and points take away as from well then, so you know we rough day new, considering aj allmendinger lives uh, for these road courses you know, the and didn't get on, anything so, out yeah. of it uh the Stuart haas guys outside of kevin harvick are a disaster i mean even though briscoe got a top 15 finish he's still mired in 23rd 
he's behind he's behind William Byron now, who gained six spots in points with his uh, top five finish. Uh, Gilland is only a point behind him, and he had to drive the fifteen car once. Um, and Austin Dillon showing once again how talented he is. Gagson um, showing how depressed he is having to drive for Legacy Motor Club. I mean, it's not like Eric Jones; he's only uh, a few positions ahead of him. The 10 and the 41 are 28th and 29th in points. They're behind Kyle Larson, who had a 100-point penalty. Uh, it's pathetic. I, it's just awful. God awful. I mean, Ty Dillon really shouldn't be driving a cup car anymore. I think we've gotten to the point where he needs to he needs to do something else. I, I, he's god awful. I mean, it's not just the fact that he drives for Spire and they're not even trying with that car, but dude just looks like a deer in the headlights. So it's like, at this point, like, Call it, call it a day. Go to the trucks. Do something. I mean, D. Burrito finally. I mean, he it wasn't his choice, but he finally went down to where he probably belongs as a truck. Ty Dillon's made enough money; he couldn't go and run a truck, uh, and he has enough sponsorship. But okay, there's plenty there. Uh, wow, that was definitely a cluster of a race. And speaking of clusters of a race, we are going to the Xfinity series. Um, which uh, had uh, cluster tendencies there. The uh, Pit Boss 250, which saw A.J. Allmendinger win. He led twice for 28 laps, won one stage, uh, cleaned out Sheldon Creed, who was the other real dominant figure in the race. Uh, Sheldon Creed came back to finish ninth. He had a really fast race car, um, and he's a good road racer, so... I think that's a good sign for later in the year because they have so many more road courses coming. Almondinger, Byron, Keebler, the top three. Sammy Smith, the best regular. Uh, Sammy Smith, Justin Allgaier, Daniel Hemrick, and Sam Mayer end up being the Dash for Cash drivers. That's starting this weekend at Richmond. They'll be eligible for the 100K. Uh, Josh Berry and Sheldon Creed just outside there. Riley Herbst, another top 10 finish for him. Bruckshot Jones actually was not, he came back from mid-pack and finished 11. Chandler Smith, 12th. Alex LeBay subbing for Josh Williams, finished 15th. So there was uh, some things there. I'm trying to, did, uh, in the picks channel, yeah, and the, we'll get to the trucks in a minute, but I, I actually was right on the, on the, on the pick for once. And then, I mean, you kind of was, I think it was literally one of those three. I mean, we took two out of the three there. Keebler didn't really seem to have the pace on Saturday of the the 10 and the two car. But in the end, he beat his teammates, and that's all that really matters. They're, they're running for owner's points. Um, they're the other team that's really in there other than the 10. Um, our wild cards definitely did not have great days, but that's a product of... A lot of the driving, uh, Brett, you know, it was a Sage Karam, blew an engine, probably got run over at some point too. Preston Pardis had a suspension failure, made the show. So credit to him um, making the race. Uh, yeah, the four, yeah, so what, the 66, the 74, the four, and the 35 failed to yeah. make the you show. You Corey Heim in the Parker Chase and Jake Garcia. Almost ate it the day before. And then I had so John I Hunter was a and Roger Carruth. Whatever that. John Leguizamo guy who's driving for yeah the um, yeah. what's his name Mike Harmon I mean that's just you know that's gonna happen um, yeah and then Cam Lawrence 
unfortunate for him. Austin Hill blew up early, so at least made things a little more interesting uh, points-wise because uh, in the end, he's got such a huge lead. And, uh, yeah, Hosevar, doing Hosevar things, blew the transmission out of it seven laps into the race. Uh, Parker Kligerman had issues, even though he was up there early in the race. He's a really good road racer. Unfortunate to lose that opportunity. Um, John Hunter Nemechek was up there for a good part of the race, but he got wrecked. Um, yeah, I think Kligerman probably got involved in something. Al Marola was driving for SS Greenlight, and the car was ugly as fuck. And um, it ran just as bad as it looked. He probably, I'm pretty sure he got involved in a wreck. Uh, Connor Mozak did finish 19th. Okay, so uh, you picked him. Or no, I picked him. Well, whatever. If that's the bar, then it is a low bar. Um, so, yeah, I mean, three cup guys doing uh, doing the double duty show up in the top. They're the top three. It wasn't as straightforward as that, though, Josh, because Sheldon Creed was up there and had a definite chance if uh, if it weren't for um, A.J. Allmendinger running through him like he didn't exist. I think uh, it would have been a uh, pretty intriguing battle between the 10 and the two-car um, because Creed had taken the lead from Allmendinger and led uh, 11 laps, and then Byron led one, Creed, Kligerman... So Creed was there right in the middle, and then Allmendinger used him up oh, to Derek win Krause. the race. And, um, I mean, it is what it is there. It's kind of what A.J. Allmendinger does, but another road course win Did he even in race? the Xfinity I Series mean, for is him. Is he even Jeff. racing anymore? Yeah, but, yeah, I didn't see him on this. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, credit to Christian Eckes pulling off the move on, you know, late in the race to uh, be able to win, um, you know, led the last three laps. Uh, Nick Sanchez, and I think he was pretty impressive as well and i i mean i think aren't they a uh like pseudo car like a satellite car to the uh kyle bush team uh, i can't remember if they are or not not the mcnally the uh, nick sanchez yeah okay so yeah yeah so they're a yeah satellite team so good finish them uh for them there my pick john hunter Nemechek, of course led led the most laps in this race and i thought maybe he might win um but uh, and just again you know got to be stay up front to be able to win at you know this um super speedway pack racing type races and um you know it's a uh, pretty tough if you once you fall fall behind enough uh i mean even though he finished third just didn't have enough momentum behind him to be able to get up uh back up into the lead you know late late in the going um cuz you know he lost lost the lead at lap 120 with about 17 laps to go uh, officially so uh yeah it's it's hard it's hard to make moves and everything to be able to get up uh, back up there um uh but yeah definitely a tough tough deal there but uh i mean at least at least for John Hunter it's uh, not the series he's competing in so it doesn't really matter that much uh yeah the other drivers in this race uh Ben Rhodes you know good finish for him i think he, you know, he's still um Doing pretty good up up to fourth place in the championship now. Um, I mean, you talked about like earlier with the Kyle Busch cars. Um, Timmy Hill, 
he um, ran over a I couple think, people. Yeah, De Benedetto. Uh, uh, um, I think Haley he got an all guy. Types of drivers that are normally up front. Definite, or, he got into two you know, people. Don't get up front that much. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the benefit, week, I guess, uh, on the other and hand. He got into people the week before at Atlanta. That's the benefit, I guess, of having these types of races is at least it does kind of give a chance to some of the smaller teams. Um, and I think or, he's, you know, teams he's aren't kind as of lost the plot where now it's like, oh, hey, well, people run over me in my old career. Try to run up front and, and I don't know if I'm going to have a career. Um, so it's like, all right, I'll just see, start driving like them. You know, these it tells type, you uh, how bad it is when somebody um, with, knows you know, how somebody's, to drive you know, properly lesser, and has done it guess, for a good part of his career, albeit not to great success in NASCAR's top three series, has resorted to basically turning into keyboard games or some of these other idiot sticks that think that that's okay. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, this race yeah, had I mean, a uh, lot of crashes as well. The, I agree with uh, Mayor and Barry. It, but, I mean, definitely I mean, Barry is not a road racer for sure. Mayor to be honest, probably so has not, experience not through some there. of the other um, categories. You know, I think run, Corey Heim, I think it's a similar call uh, for Sammy Smith, but then you're putting him in the Gibbs one, car. Obviously, um, last year he won that, this race. He has an experienced team. Ran into the back. You give him a good piece. He can drive. He's proven it. Sanchez on the restart. He is giving himself an opportunity as he goes along. Season for him being a, unable to, already having a win, unable to be able um, to um, get the win there. So, he's kind of free rolling, uh, yeah, that, right now, and uh, trying to learn and get more playoff points. Um, yeah, I mean, this stage wins and things you know, so he can put himself Atlanta in a position Super to compete racing again for the championship. The but um, they don't, I couldn't find the. Uh, Driver's points PDF on Jayski does not work, gets, so I'm working uh, off of first, the owner's I think his first win in the Big Three uh, series. Right so, now, uh, at least he Austin Hill that. continues been, to lead the been points, for a long time. he had a 40-something uh, point K&N lead, but Arco, finishing so, down yeah, tailback. Uh, he's now up 15 points on, good feeling there, uh, but, what do you call, Herbst, Riley Herbst, John Hunter Nemechek, third, all guy or fourth, and uh, Chandler Smith is fifth. Sixth is Sam Mayer. Seventh is Sammy Smith. Eighth is uh, Sheldon Creed. Ninth is Josh Berry. And tenth is Daniel Hemrick. Eleventh uh, would be uh, Parker Kligerman and the bump spot right now. I mean, roughly. I mean, it's unofficial because I don't know if that's completely accurate and probably is, um, is Cole Custer, who can't buy luck if his life depended on it. Uh, this whole entire season's been a disaster. It's almost like uh, he belongs there. Um, while he's getting outrun by freaking Riley Herbst every single week, which is pretty bad. Um, he's kind of in the same boat as Ryan Priest in the Cup Series, where he finds a way to get involved in something, whether he's trying to or not. He's had bad luck, but I think it'll turn around for him, and he'll be a factor later in the year. But bad start to the year for sure for Cole Custer. All right, so we went through those two. Let's get into the truck series, the uh, XPEL 225 and at uh, Coda. And the results there, see Zane Smith get another victory, repeat as the winner at, uh, at Coda. Ninth career truck series victory for him and uh, definitely locks himself into the playoffs now with a second win of the year zane smith beats kyle bush but it's more there's more to it than that uh ty majeski third continuing his consistency starting out this season tyler ankrum fourth for hattori and ross chastain who started on pole finishes fifth 
Corey Heim, Nick Sanchez, Tanner Gray, Kaz Grala driving for, uh, what do you call it, Tricon, and Ben Rhodes round out the top 10. I think that race actually went to, was there, did they actually go to their scheduled distance? I think they did. It wasn't, they didn't go to overtime or any of that other malarkey, right? Or am I wrong? I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, we, yeah, so there you go. Were we going to talk about Thanks on F1? that. I mean, Eckes actually won a stage, sure. but he had uh, mechanical or suspension issues. So unfortunate for him. Electrical issues for yeah. Parker Kligerman knocked out another contender. Um, Crafton got destroyed. Josevar had a, had a mechanical with the axle. Dean Thompson wrecked four laps F1. into the race. Yeah. Ed Jones didn't even get through the S's and he was done. Uh, so that's uh, rough for those guys. A rough day for Chase Purdy, who's been kind of all right so far this year, um, you know, and then doesn't really have anything to show for it. You got some of these other uh, cellar dweller type people. Roger Carruth gets a top 15 finish, or credit to him. Starting to make some gains. Caden Honeycutt in the 04 uh, gets a top 15 finish, just ahead of um, Miss Hummer 2.0 and Lawless Allen, Daniel Dye, Jake Garcia, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I mean, but the story is not just the fact that Zane Smith gets another win, gets a second win of the year, defending series champion, uh, but and he got good points in the stages. You know, Kyle Busch had the lead. The race was pretty much going his way, and I think he probably would have won the race, but he overruled his crew chief, Brian Patty, who was trying to call him into pit road to avoid the um, the inevitable caution, like the way that uh, that fat tub of shit Paul Tracy and Townsend Bell yell about the danger zone. Um, that's where uh, Kyle Busch got into, and he tried to run it out, get fresher tires so that he could run back Zane Smith. And he got, he got bit by that one and um, cost him the win. And he wasn't happy about it. He was kind of snippy at uh, Jamie Howe. I wish he would do that to Jamie little. Cause she sucks. If you want to, if you want to figure out a reason to go and contemplate your life, go and listen to Jamie little announce anything. Uh, she is, she is horrendous at announcing. I mean, she's not great at pit road either to be fair she's okay but good god almighty she is a horrible announcer and then you have mw55 who's just a dumbass and i think what do they have phil parsons back in there now or i don't i don't know who they have in there anymore i think they sometimes they have phil they have they have did they have curtain there on on saturday too i didn't know i don't even remember yeah 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 that's all good i don't really want to go down that whole entire thing there in terms of who was working or what was going on. Um, but yeah, that race was, it was not, was there wasn't a whole hell of a lot that went on to be fair. Uh, the, what happened with Kyle Bush is really what determined the whole entire, whole entire deal there in that truck series race. And um, yeah, so the, yeah, that's really what it is. Zane Smith, uh, going out there and getting that victory is a big deal for him. He burned his, he basically burned his truck down afterwards and the uh, fire response was pretty mediocre, but then it's NASCAR. What do you expect? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, Harv was in there. So that was the only semblance of ability in there. 
Um, and then the Xfinity race was the, the former teammates, uh, Logano and Keselowski. So they were pretty solid. Um, yeah, so, oh my God, I wanted to throw something through the TV that dumb, ugh, she's horrendous. And then that stupid ponytail. Like, somebody lop it off, please. Just do us a favor. Um, yeah, so what were your thoughts on the truck series? <laughs> yeah, it's only two races in, but uh, at least we didn't see Max Verstappen win. Uh, once again, you know, breaking his you know streak of wins uh, and everything going back to the end of last year. But, um, you know, um, for Perez, obviously, he gets, gets the win, dominating fashion, uh, obviously, Teammate in Verstappen had issues throughout uh, qualifying with the drive shaft, so obviously um, didn't have a good qualifying effort there, um, and could have uh, could have been worse if um, Verstappen would have been able to qualify better. But uh, I think for Perez, I mean, it's a it's a good win, but I, um, obviously Verstappen took away the fast lap there on the last lap of the race, and then you know even furthermore um, they were. Telling Verstappen to hit 133 on the uh, lap times, and he started pushing 132s, and they told him not to go for the fastest lap, uh, but he did it anyways and kept the points lead over uh, his teammate there. So, um, you know, I mean, call it whatever you want. I mean, I think it's 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 pretty ruthless actually, uh, whether that's a positive or negative thing, um, but uh, that's that's what Verstappen did, and keeps the points lead by one point over his teammate. Uh, so, you know, so far, yeah, pretty competitive uh, after two races in the championship, uh, even if it's, it's uh, among two cars, uh, two team such cars. That's a bad but, rule, too. Um, yeah, I guess that was the more interesting part is the di- dynamics between two teammates. Um, seeing, I mean, if you want to see the leader go from the back to the front, I don't know, maybe instead of sprint races, they should, I mean, the Americans that own Formula One now, maybe they should implement um, the inverted starts like they do in short track racing here in America. And then maybe you see the fastest guys drive their way up to the front within the first half of the race, first quarter of the race that might be entertaining to watch. Um, but, uh, you have that. And, uh, I mean, I think the other interesting thing to, to take away from this is the, uh, Alonso finishing third. Um, obviously they've had good pace so far to start the year, but I think both of us probably, could probably agree that we didn't think that Alonso would start off the year getting two podiums and get his 100th podium. And of course, they almost took it away from him and they did for a bit, but they gave it back to him. Now he has 100 podiums. But I think it, yeah, it definitely shows that the uh, Aston Martin teams figured something out uh, earlier in the season and we'll see if they're able to keep it up throughout the rest of the year. Uh, but clearly, right now, they've, you know, both of them have had good pace, Lance Stroll and Alonso. And of course, Stroll had the issue, but, um, you know, he qualified fifth, so uh, he's clearly got some pace uh, so far to start the year. And, I mean, I think for me at least, uh would have thought that, uh, you know, maybe for Alonzo, I don't know about Stroll, but, you know, Alonzo would still get into the points, you know, maybe that fifth to eighth place range. I didn't think they had top three pace uh, start off the year. So clearly they figured something out. Um, and also interesting quote by Kevin Magnuson, kind of comparing the midfield of uh, F1 to IndyCar, uh, which yeah. pretty interesting quote there. Um, Definitely. We'll see how Formula One people yeah, and I take think that, if they uh, were how, how they want to make that comparison smart. I mean, to it was IndyCar. On Twitter and 
competitive stuff. I mean, the Kurt Busch, anytime he's in the like booth, the he brings the uh, heat. The bottom half he brings the, the knowledge. Seems like it's, uh, uh, fairly he understands uh, in all the different aspects. So, and it, it, uh, think for a lot a of people, you know, coming from uh, fair when I've been watching this sport, I saw him as a freaking pencil neck, whatever. Can't whatever there with bug the, eye, that, whatever uh, with the pointy comment, but, pointy ears and yeah, everything. I mean, the guy at twenty years itself, old driving I mean, the Xide I mean, batteries I, Ford I watch it, in the truck series. Out, out doing some um, other and things, he was part of uh, that huge wreck that almost back home. I, I had think Jeff I got back at home in time to see um, going the from there and with, some of the stuff he used um, to do and, uh, to where he's become now. I listened to a statesman, somebody who's a great representation of the sport. It was so entertaining, like you said earlier. Fox cared about, which they obviously don't. Like you said. If but, they actually cared about um, quality, I mean, there's still some interesting dynamics. They already to signed Harvick. Okay, that's you know, great. Being the, they should you know, go and sign Kirk Busch. Story between and you know, have those two announced, or I mean, get another crew chief uh, who isn't working anymore that might have the ability. Right. I mean, just didn't have the order. But then that would get rid so, of Larry Max. So they're um, not going to do that. So you put the two drivers in there your that part, actually I have guess, a clue but, you know, hey, and can play um, off of each other. I think, and you have joy. For whatever, uh, however long he cares to do it anymore, because it pick. seems like he doesn't. And it's just a matter of getting that third um, spot right and before Adam Alexander ends up getting that's that, how it which goes is sometimes. horrendous. But yeah, Kurt being emotional—I mean, credit. I mean, obviously, it makes a lot of sense. He wants to fin. He wants to actually run a race or two and call it on call it on his own. He figured after all these years, he's going to be able to run it out his way. Kevin's able. Thank, at least for now, you know, hopefully he can get through this whole year and, and he can run it out and have his final year. And some of these other guys didn't get that chance. You know, Matt Kenseth didn't get that chance. Uh, there are some guys who didn't. I mean, Tony's was pretty brutal. Ran getting hurt for Sandrail and then he didn't run the whole season. Uh, there, there's there been guys who didn't get to walk off. I mean, Dale Jr. He did get one more year, but he had to miss a lot of time uh, before he even got to that one year. Uh and got out of the race car. So we'll see what happens with Kurt um, coming along here. Points in the truck series. Zane Smith leads uh, the points by two over Majeski. Of course, Zane Smith does have the two wins and a stage win to give him 11 playoff points. So he's a leading driver with that. Ben Rhodes is 18 points back in third. Eckes 20 points back in fourth. And Grant Enfinger rounds out the top five, 37 points behind. The three competitive Thor Sport trucks are second, third, and sixth in points. So take that for what you will. So that makes four, five Fords in the, or what is it? One, two, three, no, four Fords in the top six. So that's uh, pretty pretty good. Um, the days of Toyota dominating uh, may be over in the truck series. Uh, Tyler Ingram, speaking of that, is the highest uh, Toyota in the points right now in seventh. D. Burrito, 8th, Corey Heim, ninth, and Tanner Gray uh, rounding out the top 10. He's tied with Chase Purdy, who lost three spots after his run at Coda. Nick Sanchez is uh, nine points out of the playoff uh, cutoff there. Uh, he's the only one that's really close at the moment. You have some names there. Stuart Friesen, who's made the Final Four multiple times. Josevar, who's made the playoffs both years. You know, Timmy Hill is just kind of someone that he's just sneaking around. If he can get some good finishes, he might be a factor. Jake Garcia missed Daytona, and he's actually somewhat in the mix, to be fair. I mean, he's, uh, what is it, 40? 
like 39 and three. He's 42 points out and he missed a race. He's ahead of freaking Haley Deegan, Daniel Dyer, Roger Carruth, uh, Chris Wrong, you know, some of these other people, Brett Holmes. He's had a brutal start to the year. Um, and others like, um, you know, freaking Dean Thompson's a fucking disaster. Jesus. If his dad, if he wasn't daddy's money, he wouldn't have a job. Christ, he's terrible. Um, so, yeah, so that's the trucks. They'll be back, of course, at uh, Texas Motor Speedway this coming weekend. So we'll preview that here shortly. All right, time for the roundup here, a uh, busy roundup, and try to keep it as tight as possible. Uh, MotoGP has their opener, and Peco Bagnaya, the defending world champion, starts out with a double with a sprint race win and the uh, race win itself by just under second over Maverick Vinales, Marco Basecki third for VR46 Ducati team, Johan Zarco fourth, Alex Marquez fifth, so four Ducatis in the top five. The factory KTM teammates are Brad Binder and Jack Miller, sixth and seventh, uh, former world champion Fabio Quattararo in eighth, and Alicia Spargo and Alex Rins round out the top 10. Rins and his former teammate at Suzuki, Joanne Mir, finished 10th and 11th. Nakagami making three Hondas there. Those are the highest placed Hondas. Augusto Fernandez, after a crash in the sprint race, uh, came back. What moves? Or, well, one of those. I think it was sprint <laughs> race because his teammate well, crashed yeah, and I mean, exactly. was out of the... But, uh, well, I will say that I'm kind Ola of concerned Sparrow about the lack of and had a, in, Like, I knew they were going to have a problem with was cap knocked out for the weekend. Because, Franco like, Morbidelli was the last made so many moves uh, classified and finisher. Calvin Ridley in, on um, his and everything. Yamaha. And I wonder if that factored into failing to the re-sign race itself uh, Arden was marred and, by Mark um, Marquez being uh, Mark Marquez. Juwan Taylor. Running over but, somebody because uh, he's a it douche. It is a little concerning like, that they uh, haven't been able to fishlets. add any veterans. And Although, not getting granted, a penalty they because are in a very tight spot with cap space. And the Spanish armada. like. Repsol Honda is for this year and next year, and you know they took out Miguel Oliveira, the home and it was a home race for the Portuguese Grand Prix, and he gets to a long-term contract. He gets absolutely so, destroyed uh, two that, laps in the race. You, know, you can always Had manipulate good the cap. Too. Just surprised that they there, haven't gone so after or tried to sign at least one player from another team. So that's all I got to say about that. Really, what is it? Sprint qualifying or is that sprint? Yeah, so. I mean, and uh, just to go back, the sprint, Bagnaya wins over Jorge Martin. Mark Marquez started on pole, uh, qualified on pole, and he finished third in that race. He qualified on pole, of course, it was for, for both. Miller, Vinales, Alicia Spargo, Oliveira, Zarco, Marquez, and Quattararo. Uh, rounded out your top 10. Only nine uh, riders get points for whatever reason. That uh, seems kind of seems kind of random, but uh, whatever. They'll be racing in Argentina this coming weekend, so for their second race, and we'll see Mark Marquez is out for this race because he injured his wrist, so it's kind of karma. Uh, I don't know about, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, Chipola Spargo, if he's going to be back. There's definitely a lot going on with the injuries and stuff. Oliveira also is going to miss the uh, race at uh, at uh, Argentina, so... It's pretty, pretty bad start to the year there in that sense. Big crash is not, um, not great. And then, you know, also tech three went for two. Okay. So, so now intends on to replace 
So he got he had the huge crash. Several factors was drawn back as well as severe trauma in the lung area. So will not be able to be back on his bike for Argentina and the Americas GP. So that's um, that's gonna be tough for that team. So three guys that are not going to be in that race this coming weekend in Moto Two. Uh, it was kind of business as usual in Moto Two with. Pedro Acosta getting the victory over Aaron Kinnett. Tony Arbolino's third. Philippe Salik was fourth. Manuel Gonzalez fifth. Jake Dixon, Sam Lowe's the two Brits, sixth and seventh. Albert Arenas, Somakat Chantra, and Jeremy Alcoba making it, what is it, um, one, two, three, four, five Spanish riders in the top ten. Uh, winner last year, Celestino Vietti was 11th. Uh, Joe Roberts, who won last year as well. He finished in 14th. The American and Sean Dillon Kelly uh, finished 20th out of the points. A struggle for him. Hopefully, he'll pick it up as the season goes on. The uh, Arizona Nationals mentioned that earlier uh, with uh, likely possibly the last time they'll be racing at uh, Firebird for the NHRA, which is a shame. Uh, Justin Ashley wins in top fuel. Robert Height in Funny Car, and Camry Caruso gets her first career pro-stock victory at uh, at, at uh, Firebird Wild Horse Pass Motorsports Park, whatever. Bruno Massel, Fox announcer uh, for NHRA, won in Comp Eliminator. He's a former champion in that class, of course, so uh, credit to him. In, in top field, Justin Ashley defeated Sean Langdon with a 370, uh, 370 with a five, 329.34. So he ran a slower speed, but he had a better elapsed time and better uh, reaction time uh, to get that victory. Ashley beat uh, Tony Schumacher, Mike Salinas, and Steve Torrance on his way to the final. Langdon beat Antron Brown, uh, uh, teammate Doug Coletta, who had qualified number one, and Leah Pruitt to get to the final there. And so that was top fuel in funny car. Robert Height beats Ron Caps, a long time uh, battle to the sport. So Robert Height gets his first win of the year. He had to beat uh, his his father in law uh, and his boss. Uh, I mean, he's not his father in law anymore, but essentially because of the grandkid. Uh, beats John Force first round, Bob Taskin, number one qualifier in the second, Chad Green in the semis to get to the final, while uh, Ron Caps beats Alex Laughlin, Blake Alexander, and Alexis DeJoria. Benefited from all three of them basically crapping themselves on the tree. Um, then in the final, they were on the tree. Uh, they basically were even there, but Ron Caps had tire shake, and uh, Robert Height took the proc rocket to victory there, 393 with 328.62 miles an hour. In um, And then in pro stock, Camry Caruso, one rookie of the year last year, wins her first career uh, race at Phoenix over Bo Butner. So this is one for the KB Titan team versus the Elite, Elite Motorsports. So one-to-one uh, -one so far this year. Christian Quadra, first Mexican-born driver to uh, start on 
poll and pro stock, I think, or I think that was a stat. Gets through round one, not able to show up for round two, which assisted Camry Caruso, who had beaten Derek Kramer, who had mechanical problems, uh, basically shook off the starting line. And then she had a solo, beats Matt Hartford, uh, runs a slower, a slower elapsed time and slower speed, but wins on a whole shot. And then runs a better speed and time than Bo Butner and was ahead by a hundredth or yeah, a hundredth there to win 659 with a two two ten point three one. Bo Butner from the 11 spot beats uh, teammate Erica Enders, Fernando Quadra Jr. and Kyle Koretsky red lit you know, to get to the finals. I'm tr- I don't know why they're showing pros on motorcycle when there wasn't any. Um, okay. So there is that. The schedule now, this coming weekend, they'll be running the Winter Nationals, which is interesting because it's almost, it's spring now, I think, right? Or, as, yeah. So they call it the Winter Nationals, but then they're, and uh, Pomona Winter Nationals this week. Yeah, so we'll see what's going on there. I'm trying to, for the, for the Winter Nationals, you'll have, you'll have the three classes, Top Fuel, Funny Car, Pro Stock. Top Alcohol Dragster will be back, so Tony Stewart will be racing uh, Top Alcohol and Funny Car, Comp Eliminator, Super Stock, Stock, Super Comp, Super Gas, Top Dragster, and Top Sportsman will be competing there at the new, newly renamed In-N-Out Burger Pomona Drag Strip for the Lucas Oil Winter Nationals. So we will see how that all goes, and we'll talk about it next week. Supercross at Seattle, mentioned it earlier, um, historic uh, night for Eli Tomac to get his 50th career Supercross victory and tie James Bubba Stewart in the all-time uh, list with 50 victories, and uh, which is which is amazing uh, for how it was or how, where he was a few years ago to now get to 50 victories uh, is at Seattle Lumen Field. Um, he wins over Cooper Webb and Justin Barsha. They round out the podium. Jason Anderson, fourth. Chase Sexton, fifth. Roxon sixth. Plessinger, Cian Cerullo, Craig, and just Christian Craig, Justin Hill. Uh, the Cooper Webb and, yeah, so Webb and Sexton were up there in the top five. So I'm trying to go, yeah, be on the track. Trying to go through here. Round us, you know, recap. So, yeah, go with that. There you go. Eli Tomac in times of point standings. Yeah, so record of tying second most in the 450s with 50 wins. Um, of course, the all-time leader is Jeremy McGrath, uh, and he's uh, 70-something wins. So uh, Ties the points also with uh, Cooper Webb with, uh, what, six rounds to go. So a lot to go through here with the rest of this series. So uh, plenty of time. All these uh, races are going to be tight. It's been that way the whole season between Tomac and Webb. Uh, Chase Sexton's starting to give up a little bit of room. He's now 22 points behind Tomac and Webb. Uh, Roxon is tied with Jason Anderson for fourth, and they're tied for fourth. Uh, Roxon, of course, has won a race this year. Barsha is four points behind them in sixth. Plessinger had a chance last week to or a couple weeks ago to win, crashed his seventh. Christian Craig, Cian Cerullo, and Justin Hill round out the top ten. 
in Mo in Supercross in in the West Coast 250 Supercross. Jet Lawrence fourth victory of the season for him in the 250 West class and uh, continuing that domination that he's had all year. The this the Lawrence brothers are probably going to go and uh, win the champ both both or Jet Lawrence yeah Jet Lawrence is and then you know. Cam Lawrence are going to go, or no, Cam Lawrence is a Trans Am driver, whatever. Um, Jet Lawrence, the winner over RJ Hampshire, Cameron McAdoo, top three, Enzo Lopes, Max Volan, Levi Kitchen, uh, Pierce Brown, Carson Mumford, Mitchell Oldenburg, and Cole Thompson round out your top 10. Uh, right now, uh, Jet Lawrence has a 23 point lead on RJ Hampshire and a 26-point lead on Cameron McAdoo. After that, there's a nice battle between Oldenburg, Lopes, and Kitchen. Points-wise, only three points separate those guys. And they will be racing this this weekend. Uh, or no, they're actually taking a week off. Oh, wow. So they're actually taking a week off, and then they will be back for uh, uh, on Easter. What is it, Easter weekend? Yeah, because, yeah, that's the Easter weekend. And they will be racing at uh, Glendale at State Farm Stadium, and uh, for 450s and 250 West, it's a Triple Crown uh, event, so that'll be a little different than the usual. Then they'll go back out east to race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Then uh, coming out to New Jersey, East Rutherford at MetLife Stadium, Nashville at Nissan Stadium. And Mile High Stadium in Denver, and the season finale will be at Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City. That one will actually be on regular TV. Um, along will be on USA. Uh, the Nashville round will be on NBC, actually, so that'll be something. And Atlanta Motor Speedway will be on NBC. So interesting there. I'll get some Supercross on TV here late in the season. Uh, Formula. E Sao Paulo E Prix was a Jaguar benefit. They were able to uh, dominate thereafter issues for other drivers. Mitch Evans wins over Nick Cassidy, who's the customer Jaguar with the Envision racing team. Two was it two tenths of a second was the margin of victory. 0.284 Sam Bird Evans teammate half point half a second behind there. In third, gets the fastest lap point. Antonio Felix da Costa, John Eric Verne, Stoffel Van Dorn, who started on pole, and Pascal Verline, Jake Hughes, Rene Rast, and Sebastian Buemi round out the point scorers there for uh, that round. There was issues um, for some of the Norman Nato didn't even get off the line. That's pretty bad. And then Jake Dennis got wrecked. In the race, so lost out on points. Mortara, Fenestraz, and Nico Muller all uh, were DNFs. Uh, Jake Dennis got wrecked by Dick Tantrum, so what a shocker. Uh, that's probably why he's in Formula E and not anywhere near Formula 1. The points for these guys with a month break now, essentially, 24 days to be exact. The point standing sees... Pascal Verline get his first points. Uh, he didn't score at South Africa, 
and uh, he's now increased his points lead to 24 over Jake Dennis, who has not scored points in the last three rounds of the championship. Uh, Nick Cassidy has started to make a move up. He's only a point behind Dennis in third. Uh, Cassidy's scored three consecutive podium finishes, so pretty solid there. Three different, what is it, the Avalanche team is a Porsche-powered team, so two Porsches, then a Jaguar, the DS uh, Penske team, Jean-Eric Verne, uh, has scored points last three rounds as well, and won once, finished second, and then fifth last this last weekend. Antonio Felix da Costa, two former champions there, da Costa, the Porsche driver, third, first, and fourth last three rounds. So right now that battle from second to fifth is really close, only four points. Uh, Sam Bird is sixth, Buemi seventh, Rene Rast eighth, Mitch Evans ninth, and JQ's tenth. So both McLarens are up there, both Jaguars, and uh, all four Jaguar-powered cars are in the top 10 in points. You know, and that's a close battle, too, from Sam Bird all the way down to Jake Hughes is only 12 points. Evans, with his win, moves up to ninth, and so that's a good job for him. Uh, Bird, with his fastest lap, goes and after two consecutive uh, non-start and a DNF, goes and gets a P3 there. So they'll have a month off. We'll get back to it when they come back uh, to the series. The app team has still not scored any points. Maserati team is still struggling. Um, they only have three points so far this year. There's some issue with the Mahindra. I think there's some problem with the scoring there on their site. So uh, ta- the Porsche, Tag Heuer Porsche, leads by 41 points over Envision. Envision has a 20-point lead on their they're the they're the customer team to Jaguar and they have a twenty point lead on them. DS Penske is fourth and Avalanche Andretti is fifth. They're they're only separated by three points. Neo McLaren Formula One, Formula E is sixth. I don't really know where Mahindra is, but they're right behind them in terms of points. Uh, the McLaren team is destroying the actual their factory counterpart Nissan uh, in points. So that's something. And the Mahindra team is right, like kind of is seventh, but their customer team, the Apt Cooper team, is struggling. So maybe they'll be able to go and make some changes between now and next month. Uh, the let's see, um, get back to move that. Yeah. So let's get into Formula Two and Formula Three previews. The points going into uh, Melbourne this weekend. Ralph Boshong. Uh, leads by one point over Teo Pocher, who had no didn't score any points at Jeddah. Boshong only scored five points in the sprint. Iwasa is uh, two points behind Pocher, one point behind. He had a solid weekend at Jeddah and has scored in every round. Frederick Vesti won the feature race at Jeddah. He's now fourth and fifth point or five points behind. Jay Andruvla is uh, nine points out in fifth. Jack Dewan, Dennis Hauger, Richard Vashore, Cushmine, and Victor Martans round out your top 10, 16 points between 1st and 10th. So still early days, plenty of races to go. And the team's championship, Campos, is leading by two over ART. Uh, they have a seven-point lead on Dams, uh, eight on MP Motorsports. So that's the battle right there for Formula 2. In Formula 3, the... Standings getting into they haven't raced since Sakir 
a few weeks ago. So Bortoletto won the feature race, so he leads the points over Goth by three. Biganovic is third, four points back. Marty fourth. Gregor Saucy is fifth. Colopinto, Browning, Colette, Aaron, and Kalen Frederick um, round out the top ten. Uh, 20 points separating first to 10th and who's tied ninth through 11th are all tied at six points there. So Sebastian Montoya and 13th, there's some of the other people, American drivers, of course, that are on the grid in uh, formula three and formula two for that matter. Trident has a huge uh, points lead so far with the great weekend they had at secure They're What is it? 22, 24 points ahead of Prema and 30 points ahead of ART. We'll see how that all goes at uh, at Albert Park for the first time that they'll both Formula 2 and Formula 3 will ever be there. Uh, one series that definitely has been there a lot is V8 Supercars, and they will be at Albert Park for their usual round supporting the Formula 1 World Championship. Only one race so far this year, or one uh, one round, two races, of course, Chaz Mostert is the points leader uh, for Ford over Brody Kostecki, who's in a Chevy. Cam Waters, who won the one one of the races, or he got the win after both Red Bull cars were um, disqualified, uh, is third. David Reynolds, fourth, and Andre Heimgartner is fifth. So three Fords, two Chevys so far. Then another after that, it's a bunch of Chevys. The next Ford is... Math, Matt Payne in 12th, and then uh, yeah, Hazelwood. The Shell V-Power team is 16th and 17th, so that's pretty bad so far, but we'll see what happens here this coming weekend. They'll have, they will have um, four races uh, this weekend, so they'll have, uh, they'll have the qualifying, they'll race on Thursday, whatever, convert to invent local time. So it'll be Thursday morning our time, uh, for the first race, and then Thursday evening into Friday morning, our time for race four, and then two races on Saturday for um for the supercars there, which will probably lead into yeah no both of them will be on Saturday, so we'll see what goes on there. Probably would expect probably would expect uh uh what you call uh Shane Van Gisbergen to go out there and win a couple of those rounds after the disqualification they had um last race. So that is it. Thankfully, my throat is parched. So um, let's get into the uh, IndyCars this coming weekend. Texas, they had a great start to the season at uh, St. Petersburg. A lot of energy. They were on NBC, decent ratings, the whole bit. And then they decided to take a month essentially off uh, between races. So it's actually the PPG 375, my fault. Um so they'll be racing there. They don't have, of course, they don't have an entry list, but essentially you can, um, yeah, because Marcus Erickson. So it's basically the point standings will go into that uh, in terms of the field as I open a seltzer. Um, all the regulars that were there at St. Petersburg, of course, will be running again. Marcus Armstrong will swap out his seat for Takuma Sato. And yeah, all these other guys. Yeah, we got through all that. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all yeah. So uh, Ed Carpenter will also race uh, this coming weekend, 
you know, along with uh, Sato, the rest of those drivers, Marco Andretti, Reinhardt, Reddy, Tony Kanaan, Catherine Legg, and Stefan Wilson will all be running at Indy. Uh, so with that, Josh, I mean, uh, you can go and chime in here. The Texas race in recent years after they did their latest reconfiguration and make it an even bigger shithole um, has um, affected the racing because they've only had one groove. Uh, I think Sato tried to run that uh, the lane up and wiped himself out of the race. That was the COVID year when they started their season there. In qualifying, yeah, that was made it. And then well, it was, um, I forget who it was. I think it was like Rena's VK and Pelot. Uh, wrecked eight laps into the race, so that was pretty bad too. But that was a couple, two, three years ago. There's been some huge wrecks, of course, over the history of racing at that hellhole. Um, trying to go through the history with IndyCar. I mean, this is probably not a good idea, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Go through. They haven't even changed the sponsor on Racing Reference. Tells you all you need to know. Um, over the years since the merger. Uh, Scott Dixon has won there, what is it, one, two, three, four, five times. And uh, Elio Castro Dash Neves has won there twice. Kind of look through some of these other things. Will Powers won there twice. And um, New Garden two times as well. You have Green Rehall, Ed Carpenter, the late Justin Wilson, um, Dario Franchitti, Ryan Briscoe. All uh, winners one time during the merger years, um, along with Pato Award, who won last year in 2021 in the second half of the doubleheader. Last year was a single race. Joseph Newgarden made the pass on Scott McLaughlin uh, on the final lap coming out of three and four to get the victory after McLaughlin had dominated the race at 186 laps, coming off of winning his first career race at... uh, at St. Pete. So, you know, tough way to lose that race, but he ends up getting second place, Erickson and Will Power. Basically, those those three were the dominant figures in the race and then Newgarden there snuck up and got that victory. Uh Newgarden, McLaughlin, Erickson, Power, Scott Dixon top 5, Jimmy Johnson finished 6th, and I think that ended up being his best finish in IndyCar. Uh Alex Pillow was 7th, Pagano Santucci was filling in in the 45 for, uh, yeah, Rupi or Floathead was filling in for Jack Harvey and Renus VK uh, finished 10th. Trying to look through here, uh, some of the people that were in there, uh, you know, Sato was running for Dale Coyne last year. Some of these rookies, I mean, what is it? Kyle Kirkwood was leading the race and, um, he crashed, which is basically every, you could just say that for every race, I think, last year. Um, Green Rehall wrecked. He was, there was a three-car incident. Devlin Francesco, I think, was the one that started it by going on the apron because he's an idiot. Took out Castro Neves and Ray Hall. Uh, oh, yeah, Rossi didn't, had a battery issue, so that's pretty bad. Um, Sato wrecked on his own. Drive shaft issue for Rosenquist, who actually qualified on pole for this race last year. And then Lundgaard wrecked late in the race uh, to get everybody together for the last 15 laps. Okay, so I guess from there, what uh, what are you thinking for this weekend at Texas? Uh, expectations, does PJ1 actually finally wear out and are they able to actually race? Or are we going to have the same one-groove nonsense that we've had over the recent years at uh, Texas Motor Speedway? 
And who are you picking? Uh, picking wild card, Josh. Yeah, solid picks there for sure. Scotty getting redemption. Uh, Kyle Kirkwood definitely. You're right. That was one of his better showings in what was a pretty brutal rookie year for him in the AJ Foyt toilets. Um, right now, uh, my picks. I mean, I could do my homer pick and go with Pato because that's essentially the closest thing to a home race as he has. Uh, Chevys, I think, have a bit of an edge on that track. Not as much, of course, at Indy, but uh, Dixon finished third at St. Pete, trying to get that seventh championship, and I think he starts his run towards championship number seven with a victory on Sunday at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, Obviously, trying to, as Josh mentioned, trying to prepare for Indy, the only oval they'll have prior to the Indianapolis 500 uh, practice and testing and all that. But so I think Scott Dixon gets the victory there. Um, wild card selection that's an interest, that's definitely an interesting uh, choice. Um, for looking back, I mean, it's 27, so you had you had already you said Kirkwood, so. That's a solid one. I mean, that's that's just wrong. I, I I think we have to qualify. I mean, in this case, I could really be a douche and go with the defending race winner, Joseph Newgarden, because he's outside of the top half in points, but I'm not going to do that. Um, let's see here. Uh, you know what? I don't know why I'm doing it or why, but I'm going to go with Renus VK. Uh, he is, I mean, he's a solid shoe when he's, when he's on and he has the right setup. He's one of the best drivers, you know, in the series. He's got a ton of potential, but can Ed Carpenter give him the car, uh, week to week? Of course, his teammate Connor Daly is there and then they're running three cars this weekend. So I'm going to go Renus VK, a guy who, especially at Indianapolis seems to do really well because, uh, of course his owner wants to win the Indianapolis 500 for many reasons, uh, wild card. So Rena's VK is my wild card pick for this weekend at, uh, Texas. Okay. Moving on to formula one. I don't think it'll be very hard, uh, to make selections here. Australian grand prix, uh, taking place this weekend. Um, what's it called? And Melbourne in recent years, uh, Charles Leclerc, one uh after mechanical issues for um for uh for fish lips there was he led from start to finish uh from pole the winner the prior year was or three they took three that was the first time in three years they'd raced there uh because of covid botas vettel back-to-back rossberg hamilton rossberg um kimi raikkonen jensen button going back to guys who are now driving nascar uh Button was really solid there, won there three times. Uh, Vettel won there, what is it, three times. And uh, Lewis has only won at at the Australian Grand Prix twice. Not one of his better race tracks, considering how many races he has won. Uh, same as Nico Rosberg, actually, so there's something there. Uh, go back to the results last year. You know, what is it, signs spun off on the first lap. Or, or it says laps one, but it says from laps three to six. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, what is it? Vettel retired due to a crash for stopping at a fuel leak. Otherwise, everybody else finished. Fred Alonso was the last finisher on the track in 17th behind Nicholas Latifi and Yuki Sonoda. 
That's pretty terrible. Um, Albon actually scored points in this race last year. It was Leclerc, Checo Perez, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, Lando Norris was the top five. Uh, Ricardo, Ocon, Botas, Gasly, and Albon rounding out your top ten. So I'll go first here. And, um, well, yeah, we know who I'm going to pick. It's Fish Lips to win. Figure he's also going to win the poll because he's pissed off that he actually had to work hard for once. Um, he's still through a bitch fit anyway because he's a tool. Um, but he'll win. He'll win poll and win the race this weekend at uh, at Albert Park for DRS zones uh, for this race. So it'll definitely um, work in the hands of uh, uh, of the Red Bull team because of their DRS setup being so far superior over everybody else. Lips wins and gets pull. Wild card uh, choice here. It's an interesting one, I guess. It's only one round so far, so not a lot to you know, work off of. So, I mean, you're, or no, two rounds, my fault. Um, I'm already forgetting because I don't want to think about Saudi existing. Um, so, yeah, right now, so then I would assume we'll just go outside of the top 10. Uh, I could get crazy and I'd go Logan, but I don't think so. It's a tough circuit. He has never raced there before. Um, Piastri might have raced there in lower formulas. Um, DeVries hasn't raced there, to my knowledge. Uh, Hulkenberg, it's been a while for him. Or maybe Phil, yeah, no, it's been a while for him. I'm going to go as a wild card choice. Of course, not to win, but to go and do something in the race. I'll go with Alex Albon. I, I was thinking about Logan Sargent, but I'll go with Alex Albon as my wild card. And because I, they have a, uh, a decent car there at Williams and, uh, they do have pace to go and compete for back end points. And the, the Australian Grand Prix over the years has been one where being able to last is bigger than having outright speed. So I think that plays. Yeah, in I mean, I think Williams for this race, and, it's uh, going to be interesting to see how but plays let's say out you, among Josh, in um, regards to the regulars in this uh, uh, field Albert versus this weekend for, um, the for ringers, uh, including, you know, cup guys like, you know, with Kyle Busch, Bowman, uh, and uh, Ross Chastain. So um, honestly, I look for, you know, all three of those guys to be up towards the front uh, in this one. Parker Kligerman's also a good pick here because, um, you know, he's really impressive uh, in that road course win at Mid-Ohio uh, last year. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm going to go with Alex Bowman. I like him at this race last year, um, and I think if things go right, for him uh i think he um you know he he can win this race uh, obviously the uh s- number seven spire uh car i mean i have to feel like that they're getting some kind of um help from hendrick here in development obviously yeah um obviously hendrickcars.com sponsoring the car i mean last year they uh started up front in this uh in this event, uh, well, not up front, but Alex Bowman did lead the first lap of this race last year, um, and he was in contention to win on the last lap. And then, furthermore, um, you know, he was in contention to win the cup race on Sunday, um, you know, before Almendinger and Chastain got into it. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Bowman, the showman, as the winner here. Uh, wild card, um, 
Let me get the picks back up. The injury list. Uh, wild card. You know, I'm going to go with Ed Jones wild card here. Obviously, IndyCar experience uh, at this racetrack. Um, you know, the one year that they ran at Coda um, in IndyCar. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to, you know, that's going to help him, especially, um, you know, his first experience driving a stock car. But I think the road racing experience will help him a lot. And I expect him to you know, trend in the, uh, top 15, uh, throughout the race. So yeah, I'll go with those two as my two picks this weekend. All right. So Fernando Alonso actually doesn't get a podium finish. I'll go and edit that. I'll delete that right there. I was about to start the truck part. I think it's, um, yeah. So Josh podium, uh, fish lips, lips, Checo, Charles, Eclair. Uh, so for me, Podium, obviously, fish lips. I'll go also go with Checo and I'll go chalk. I'll I'll go the way it's gone so far this season. Um L plan. So that's uh, our picks. We'll see what happens with that. And we'll definitely go over it next week. Uh the truck series runs at the hellhole that is Texas Motor Speedway. Uh for uh what is it? How many times they've ran there? They've been running there for many years. Uh, was it 42, 45? They've ran 48 races. This is going to be the 49th event at uh, Texas Motor Speedway in the history of the truck series. So um, that's pretty crazy. Uh, used to be connected to a cup race. One of them, they used to run two races a year there. Um, now... They're running only one, and that since that era started the last couple of years, John Hunter Nemechek won in 21, and Stuart Friesen won last year. Uh, I'll try to go through. Friesen, Eckes, Priest was uh, driving uh, because he was we're doing a alternating schedule amongst all three series. Hosevar and Ty Majeski was your top 10. John Hunter Nemechek had started on pole. Uh, finished sixth, Corey Heim, seventh, Chandler Smith, eighth, Crafton, ninth, and DiBurrito, tenth. The top three guys, Friesen, Eckes, and Priest, led 127 of the races, 147 laps because of the, uh, because of the, um, the green-white checkers that took place. Uh, I'm trying to see here. Ankrum had fallen out of that race early, so Zane Smith had issues, finished six laps down uh, last year. So that is, I'll go over there, take that out right there. Todd Bodine actually ran one of those. That was one of the races he ran last year to get to 500 total starts or whatever, I think, in NASCAR's top three category, or 750 or some 800, I forget, whatever. It was some big number for uh, Todd Bodine. Uh, they are, there won't be any bumping for the truck series. They only got 36 trucks at this race, so works out for the likes of trey hudgens um who's showing up if um and the 46 will be filled in by somebody i guess uh chad chastain will be running this weekend in the 41 for nice jack wood will be in the 51 for kbm go through your brian vargas will be uh in the 30 again this weekend uh, yeah that doesn't matter they suck um Ryum is actually driving again for am racing Mill, Taylor Gray, I don't know. Yeah, Hutchins, I mentioned, Boyd, some of these other randoms. So my, uh, I'm going to go 
and say right now, of course, uh, uh, what what is it? You have uh, Zane Smith. He's won twice this year. The other winner uh, is Christian Eckes, and a McAnally Hilgeman team is looking really good so far this year. I uh, can't really say the same for GMS, but I say they will turn that around uh, this coming weekend. We will see Ran Enfinger get the victory at Texas Motor Speedway in the Speedy Cash 250. Um, as uh, you know, I have to bring up the driver points that way. And um, my trying to see how many people that have run every race is 20, 21, 22. All right, so just outside of the cutoff. Um, my wild card pick, I picked. Uh, Grand Enfinger, and because there's only 22 drivers that have run every race this year, so uh, I mean, this is it's interesting, actually. I, you know what? I didn't do the dick move earlier for uh, whatever the Indy cars with Joseph Newgarden, but because they've run multiple races this year, I feel like it doesn't, they've run four races, so I'm going for it. Uh, Stuart Friesen is the wild card for me. So it kind of hedges because he's there. I don't think he's going to be there after Saturday, though. Um, gets a victory if he can go out there and get a win, um, lock himself into the playoffs after what has been a slow start to the year for him and his team, considering I'm not a big fan of his either, the fact I picked him. But, hey, he won there, so can't work against what has happened in the past in that sense. Uh, truck Series at Texas. TMS dump. Um, what is it? So end finger to win do ball wild card. How about you, Josh, for the trucks? Well, uh, I mean, Ty Gibbs is in this weekend in the 19 and obviously he needs experience, uh, on this track for, you know, his cup. I mean, it's going to be a debut for him on the cup side. Uh, so I'm going to go with Ty Gibbs. Uh, obviously he's Showing some pretty good road racing experience, uh, going back to you know his win on Daytona Road Course back in 2021, um, and he's been pretty good at some of the other uh, you know road races uh, throughout in the Xfinity Series throughout his career there. Uh, you know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ty Gibbs this weekend, um, and obviously you know Joe Gibbs Racing uh, in their uh, you know their cars have been pretty good, and obviously one yeah. Uh, so last we can year, keep going now. Uh, when it rode America also last year for um, Richmond at Watkins uh, Glen. So he's you know, brought you know, up the Xfinity standings because recent reference gets updated uh, by NASCAR, so they actually have that. Uh, Toyota Care so 250, the 43rd uh, well, at, time at they've run this tracks. particular uh, race in the wild history card. of the Xfinity Series. Um, uh, wild Perkins, card. Blaine well, Perkins um, is in the 02. Smithley in the four oh seven doesn't have a listed driver you know, as of yet. I'm gonna go uh, wild card. Galding with, back in the oh eight. Um, Derek Krause will be filling in. A lot in. of good picks here. A lot uh, of will be driving the ten truck uh, or ten car. You know, I'm gonna go with Sage Karen. Why not? Choice there. Uh, you know, he's uh, um, also another Indy car, car guy, but he's more of a oval Indy car guy than he drive is a road the Gibbs racer, car along with racing the regular well, Sammy Smith Hunter. Connor Mozak and other on his limited schedule. Um, so race go with, uh, another in the 24. Guy. I think uh, he might be as a wild card for uh, Xfinity uh, this weekend. Uh, let's see. Chris Hacker, whoever the hell he is. I think he's a truck series driver. Um, he's in the 38 for RSS. Noah. And um, 
go through Leland Honeyman in the 45. 53 doesn't have a listed driver yet. Timmy Hill is choosing to attempt to qualify in the 66 car at Richmond instead of uh, running the truck where he's had um, pretty good success so far this year relative to their budget. Former guest on the show, Dawson Cram, trying to get the Mike Harmon car into the field. And LeBay will be now, he'll be in the 91 this week while Josh Williams makes his return. Kyle Weatherman trying to make the show with a brand new team, FRS Racing, and then Kyle Sieg in the 28. So um, you can go first there, Josh. Um, I kind of know where you're going to, I kind of have a feeling where you're going to go, but I'll see if you actually go for it. Essentially, 13th on we have, or after 13th, we can pick because I think there's like 25 drivers that have run every race so far this year. Far. Yep. So let's go and put that one in there. I forget what he looks like. He looks like Paperboy. I forget what he looks like off freak. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I was trying to figure out who he looked like or whatever because there's a kid, whatever. At one of the places that I, I have somebody there, there's a dude, a big, burly dude, and he's very soft spoken. And the his boss and all of them, they were trying to. They had come up with different people, and I was like, I'm trying to pick up who he looks like and what he looks like. And I'm like, he sounds and looks like Cleveland Brown. And um, once that started, it became a whole big thing about um, what do you call Family Guy, and all all of us were going and doing that. So try I have to figure out what Parker Retzlaff looks like. I, I haven't seen that dude in a while because, of course, he's driving for. Jordan Anderson, so of course you're not going to be seen. Uh, okay, so interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, I thought you were going to go this way, but hey, I, that's, that is definitely a pick. They've had a struggle so far this season early, of course, getting back used to working with Taylor Moyer, uh, Barry going and getting that victory. I'm going to go with John Arnimacek. Uh, it's Richmond is a Toyota track. It's a Toyota sponsored race. He won this race last year. Uh, honestly, um, I, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was. I was like, all right, you go John Hunter. I can go. I could have went Sammy Smith even, but I, I probably would have went Josh Berry otherwise be a Homer pick, but definitely a solid one. Um, my, uh, wild card choice for this week for Saturday will be, uh, I'm trying to look at points wise. Yeah. Uh, so no, none of those, none of those are yeah, Kaz Grawl is at a bad start to the year. Jesus. Um, well, he's in a Toyota Scott so Pruitt I'm, I'm as well. I'm just going to go with that. Uh, Kaz Grawl, uh, had a rough start. Um, there are solid cars, those Sam hunt cars, essentially, uh, Gibbs satellite effort. So I'm going to go with him as my wild card for, uh, the um, race at Richmond. All right. So the final thing we do before final race to go over, before we get into uh, Josh's sim segment will be the cup series event. And that will be the Toyota owners 400 at Richmond international raceway. There's 37 for 40. So no problem. Anthony Alfredo will actually um, be back in the cup series driving the 78 for blowjob McLeod, its team and um who's the other oh chandler smith so chandler smith will make his cup series debut uh this weekend after uh, what was a disaster of a of a few days there at a couple of days at daytona um 
that'll be cool to see. Trying to see some of these other Ross Chastain, they don't have a sponsor listed for what he's going to have. Brez Tree on uh, Dylan, Gear Wrench on Harvick, Solomon Plumbing. Uh, it was that green and silver car for Keselowski. Blue Green Vacations for LaJoy. Three Chi um, for Kyle Bush. Napa's back on the nine with Josh Berry. Shingrix again for Denny Hamlin. Uh, Moen for Brian Blaney. Uh, Briscoe back in the Mahindra car. Uh, no sponsor. Who cares? It's JJ Haley. Action Industries for AJ Allmendinger. Castro Ledge for Busher. Yep. Auto Owners Insurance for Truex. Reem will be on back on the 20 for Bell. Um, there'll be two Menards cars because you know, Harrison Burton will be running a Menards uh, Dutch Boy number 21. Uh, Logano, yeah, he ran yeah, he ran that last week. Lidos will be on Bubba's car. Raptor will be back for Blaine, or Byron. Leaf Filter for Justin Haley. Um, Quincy Compressor for Todd Gilliland. United Reynolds will be back on the 41. Um, Gagson and Jones are the same. Uh, Tyler Reddick will be running a Sirius XM, number 45. Uh, Kraft Mac and Cheese on O. Richards' car. Uh, that doesn't matter. Nation's Guard will be on the 77. And then Daniel Suarez will be running his first start with Quaker State on his car. <laughs> so there you go. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that um, Gunther's going to be in the, the booth for this one. It should be an interesting broadcast. Richmond. Um, I mean, seeing how last his year personality the- is and... Spring um, race. You know, if you watch Drive to Survive, Danny you know, Hamlin. Um, pretty entertaining used, there. Uh, um, with how there was alternative strategies that, in that, that race. There was guys but, that were hitting. I, you know, I'd like also, the, that was you, know, what you mentioned all the road racers coming in here. I like that. Divergent you know, strategies going on. Long period where he only led. It looks like he only led. Really the, have any road ringers uh, last five uh, laps into the race. It was William Byron. Part of it was because. You know, they needed yeah, to stay he, he was the top going 35. Byron, the, you know, and, all and, the Gibbs um, cars were on the same also, strategy. You know, because um, they were trying to Will you know, Byron was points. on an alternative and, But strategy, then there was also, you know, the... Um, because you know, they the didn't have a caution for the last 137 um, laps of the race. Ganassi had the 39 car um, for Pruitt um, a couple of times. he was able to pass. Uh, Hamlin was able to pass. Fellows ran the 81 for DEI uh, maybe one year essentially two, but blaney qualified um, on pole led also drove the one car only finished seven uh, said of course iron led on to 22 laps one, finished, which, you know, after starting second finished great third. racing there hamlin harvick um, byron truex the Larson, 66 five, one Bell, year two blaney, for Bowman, jasper kyle bush racing in the 18 and, car um and ran his own uh, car dylan and the 77 the top 10 yep. chase briscoe started fourth finished 11th reddick um keselowski clyde busher suarez Logano and Harrison Burton rounded out the top half of the field. Yeah. Or actually, yeah. So I should have stopped you, you at got that. And was that was allowed, like, you know, I was always looking on the lead lap to see those last guys lead lap last compete. Year. Uh, NASCAR well, only has two made cars fell out of course um, of the race. Cody Ware kind of brought an extra element to Greg the road races driving and, that uh, everything. Um, so, number 44 um, NY race. Yeah, I'm, with all uh, the dumpster you know, fire, really credible guys. I mean, this is a whole Kurt Busch had mechanical level. I mean, those guys were, race. you know, had to through go road racers. Um, but now we got uh, a couple so, of Grand Prix racing right. champions, you know, in Formula For me, One coming over here go uh, with to America to race. Obviously, Kimi raced last year and brought a lot of fanfare uh, to Watkins um, Glen. But now we've got Jensen uh, coming here to race uh, the 15. I mean, they've car, only ran course, one race with this package uh, on an oval. Garage 56. And so he's got Harvick a little bit of experience that now. Race. 
Cyclocross uh, racing or however came you know, pseudo through stock when, car it, when it counted uh, and around it was um, over you know other tracks um, Daytona uh, Sebring in terms uh, of other uh, Road Atlanta other that places. race so, I'm trying to go uh, back you know that to it's pretty pretty interesting there too and of course Jordan Taylor race um, as well in the nine car um, but the standings from yeah I, I'm curious now the and they have a legitimate chance to win that, not only because you know, that, they're in good go cars but phoenix also you know the gen six or gen seven cars fire and uh, get the know, victory the second racing, straight victory stock car second it's gonna Redick, Larson, give advantage Harvick, to their abilities to be able to race five. and handle uh you know around bill these, briscoe these, kyle uh, bush bowman you know, and josh barry huh. 13 you know i 12 turn racetrack so, at yeah uh, or 20 Larson turn racetrack at Coda. so and, um or virtually it be byron and larson with the whole entire uh, thing but and then harvick yeah, got past I'm both of them seeing that and, and seeing how some how they um, stack up against uh you know some of these regulars in the cup series i'm gonna go harv um but, i'll go harv this week he did uh, win the me, second think, race you know, there this weekend at richmond coda uh, seems I'm gonna like pick the Stuart Haas to win. team is better uh, on think, these short you know, tracks. Again, the eight car, well, they were really good Kevin on road courses last year. Gets the uh, victory. Tyler Reddick, of course, won and, um, uh, my wild at Road America selection. and then won later at uh, Indianapolis Road Course. So I'm going to go with Kyle Busch uh, winning this weekend uh, at Coda. Uh, uh, I think he's obviously drivers. been Anybody pretty good on road courses before. But you know, he has um, Bowman actually is uh, you know, as I mean, of late. I, I'm we're you know, counting on Will courses, Byron in there because you know, he, um, he's already won races. His second win. I mean, uh, it's with, kind of a stretch. Uh, Richard Childress racing this weekend. It's kind uh, of a they stretch. Seemed but, to have um, turned a corner uh, at least with him I, in the car. Uh, and I think you know, I, you know what I'm not going to do that. Um, I'll just wild card. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Kimi. Um, I that's think a, he's going to be fruit there, a though. factor in this race. Um, I think he was running I'll really well with, uh, when he ran uh, back at Watkins Glen. Of course, got um, caught up in a mess Bubba, uh, there and know, got uh, crashed out. A recovery but, run. Um, yeah, after I think he does rough pretty weekend, well in this, this event. Um, at uh, this Coda weekend, didn't end really, up the way he wanted really curious it to. See, uh, his second race. Be a good place uh, for him to go and get a recovery. Now he's racing at a racetrack that he's had plenty of experience in. On his side. Um, so, um, and I think, you know, he can do pretty well uh, at this racetrack. So Bubba, looking forward to seeing how card. he's able to uh, run, um, how about uh, you, Josh? 91 car. Uh, and I think he'll, he'll do the best. I think of the ringers, uh, in this, uh, in this race. Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, our picks. We'll see if they are any good, um, in the preview. So with all that, that means it's your time to shine, Josh. It is a sim segment. Let us know what's going on. The world of iRacing and um, gaming. Yeah, as always, of course. Um, you know, I think with uh, Sim se- the Sim segment this week, I started off with uh, something a little bit interesting. Um, uh, recently, I bought a- another monitor, so uh, I have three monitors now, and I decided to set up triples. And uh, you know, now I have more than just the single view outside the cockpit. Now I have the left and right sides so you know hopefully that'll help me improve a little bit better uh on the sim side of things and you know being able to um you know run uh on iRacing um and have a little bit better field of view um to navigate through traffic and um you know run closer to the wall closer to other uh you know other drivers and stuff so yeah that's kind of what I was testing out this weekend um Took a little bit to set it up and everything, but um, liking it so far, although I'm trying to still, I think my eyes are still trying to get used to it 
um, cause it's a wider, um, you know, view, uh, with the left and right sides. And so, you know, just trying to get my, get my eyes used to it, I guess, um, um, and everything and not, not feel disoriented, I guess. So not really feeling that much, but I knew maybe if I did it for an hour, I don't know how I'd feel. I only did it for maybe like half hour at most or, you know, or anything like that, or not an hour, but maybe longer. But, um, so I'm trying that out right now. Um, and, uh, you know, everything. So, uh, liking it so far, like I said, and, you know, hoping to be a little bit more competitive on that side, uh, and everything. Cause I know most, a, lo a lot of, uh, really good sim racers, obviously, and people who are able to do it, um, you know, they run triples and, um, everything. So it's a, you know, pretty good investment there, I think. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I mean, I did do the cup car, uh, the, the old gen four cup car at Homestead, uh, ran that uh, a couple times, I think. And it was, uh, definitely an experience for sure. Uh, the cup car, you know, really hard to get back to the gas on, you know, corner exit, like it should be. Um, you know, you try to get back to the gas and then, uh, car starts to turn loose and everything. Uh, so, you know, you really got to be careful on throttle and save the tires throughout the race. And that's exactly what I try to do. Uh, I think I came in like 10th or 12th, I think. So it wasn't like a really great result, but, um, you know, it was really tough and everything. So, you know, sometimes that's how it goes, but really enjoyed running, uh, in that car, uh, this weekend, um, or this past weekend, um, did a little bit of, uh, racing on Charlotte Roval, uh, in the, uh, GT4, the BMW GT4. So, um, trying, trying out that car as well, uh, seemed to like it a bunch, uh, there. So looking forward to trying to do that one a little bit more. Um, let's see this week, of course, uh, now the new season of, uh, I racing underway season two, uh, this week, of course, um, you got the NASCAR series all at, uh, circuit of the Americas on I racing this weekend or this week. So, uh, should be interesting there. Um, got let's see the other series uh 87 cars at talladega so that should be always fun always try to uh get into that one you know throughout the throughout the weekend throughout the week uh oh yeah now i also tried the formula ford as well so i forgot about that one but they released the formula ford recently on iRacing and um try that one out i uh, didn't race but just tested at laguna seca so uh i like the handling of that car and uh, everything and was able to set pretty good lap times pretty quickly toyota gr86 car gazoo racing at uh lime rock park this weekend or this week so that's another probably try to take a look at uh let's see um trying to see where's the cup the uh, 87 not the 87 but the you know the regular uh cup car from you know the gen 4 cup car uh let's see if i own maybe it's a track that i don't own own car uh gen 4 gen 4 cup car where is that at uh can't find it there's so many so many series here uh i don't know can't oh well arca arca is at michigan so that might be that might be something to uh try out oh gen 4 at richmond so that's um i don't have richmond so that's probably why i didn't see that there so but the schedule for the Gen 4 Cup car, see schedule, Richmond this week, and then Charlotte Oval next week, then Bristol Motor Speedway, Daytona in a couple weeks, week of April 11th, so the week after Easter, April 18 at, at Auto Club, um, Dover, Atlanta, Talladega, Nashville Super Speedway, Darlington, Texas, uh, 2009. 
Uh, so that's the schedule for the cup car on iRacing for the old uh, cup car. So looking forward to trying out that one uh, a little bit more in the coming weeks, of course. Uh, IndyCar, the current you know, IR18, uh, of course, um, open wheel uh, road or oval oval track let's see uh open wheel c at uh new hampshire motor speedway i also don't have that track so um might be a little bit although uh cars late model tour the late model car from uh that they just released racing at uh, north wilkesboro so maybe i gotta go get my dale jr north wilkesboro shirt and put that one on and race at that one uh this week at some time might have to do that we'll see um got got a lot of a lot of series of course uh, a lot of races that you know be able to run uh this week so um yeah i think yeah that's pretty much it for sim racing just you know trying out different things got a little bit addition to the setup here that i think will help me uh be better and everything so looking forward to uh doing that a little bit more this week um of course as always when i stream um stream at uh twitch tv uh slash usailor2 go in there and watch all my streams and everything and uh i'll make sure to try to let you all know when i try to stream and can go in there and watch my racing and everything uh don't think i'll have the triple screen set up on i on on the stream that might be a little bit tough uh to get on there um because i definitely use up a lot of resources uh trying to stream all three screens i don't think you need to see all three screens to watch my stuff but it's there of course so i'll try to try to stream whenever i can uh this week um probably towards the end of the week a little bit busy with work this week and everything so you'll see there but that's where i'll have all my stuff uh and of course um my personal twitter jp huffine go on there follow my stuff all all my thoughts and everything on the races and everything else like to talk about uh go in there and follow me of course and then uh, our youtube page at gripshire podcast uh go in there and see our video format of everything that we do on here on this show uh go in there and watch or listen and listen to the whole deal there so go in there subscribe like comment uh, subscribe onto that channel and see our stuff there so yeah i mean that's it for me this week um of course uh we did um talk about basketball of course a little bit uh got got my bracket of course uh relying on four teams now to help me uh get anything i can get uh i have teams that i think that help me that are still uh alive texas alabama uh ucla uh and tennessee i need to win this uh next round to at least have something left or else my bracket is completely dead so didn't really do good this year in the bracket but maybe still have a chance as long as all those teams win and then ucla goes goes all the way to that's who i picked so to win the championship so there's that so yeah um yeah that's all that's all this week for me of course so let you feel take uh take it for the close yeah absolutely man wouldn't do it wouldn't do it with anyone else unless you're on vacation you're working and then we have to find a sub. Uh, but uh, otherwise, this is the deal right here. Uh, in year four, 5,000 downloads. Uh, so thanks to all of you who download the show and listen to us and support uh, our deal here. I'm at Philip G. Matthew on Twitter. You can find us at Gripster Pod on Twitter. Josh mentioned the Gripshire Podcast YouTube page where the video feed is. Uh, I post, uh, I'm the 
executive producer in terms of the audio. So try to be better than the last couple of weeks. Try to get it out the same week. It would be a novel concept. Um, and uh, yeah, that's um, where I'm trying to, yeah, we're anywhere that you can get podcasts and get the Grip Strip podcast. And then also um, for people like for some of the people, for Aaron Harper, who's um, as his pod for the Grid Talk crew, they'll be doing the Australian Grand Prix uh, qualifying in the race review, but it'll be uh, pretty early in the morning, East Coast time. Uh, if you're a West Coast uh, person, then probably a little better for you to watch the race. Um, listen to them. They've supported us and uh, the Monkey Sea podcast as well. So shout out to all them, uh, all them fine people. Uh, with that, this is uh, the end of episode 162. We will be back next week for episode 163 of the Gripshire podcast to go over all all the events that took place of uh, NASCAR, Richmond and in Texas, IndyCar, Texas, Formula One, Formula One, two and three, uh, uh, along with supercars at Albert Park. And then um, we'll get into MotoGP and NHRA um, next week in the roundup. So get in all that and come back uh, for that. So for Josh, I'm Phil. Thanks for listening and supporting us here on the Griffith Podcast. Take care, God bless, and goodbye.